What happened? Did you go to the hospital? Did you get x-rays? Well, dude, it's like this. I saw this guy coming, and I took the most excellent hit of my life. The next thing I knew, I was on the beach, taking in some cosmic rays, getting healed by Mother Nature, taking a little brewski, holding on a beautiful babe, and I'm fine today. So no hospital, no doctors, just Mother Nature, huh? Oh, I'm a child of Mother Nature. What do you expect? Malibu, you are truly amazing. He took a licking, and he is still ticking. Sweet. G'day, listeners. You're tuned to Soundwaves, a podcast that explores the nexus between surfing and music and the nefarious spaces in between. Between the wave and the rave, between the heaving shack and the Marshall stack, between neoprene and spandex, the mosh pit and the death pit, fiberglass and vinyl, the boogie and the board. Between Brian Eno and George Greeno. So wax up your stick, crank up the stereo, and paddle out into the secret sonic surf spot that is sound waves. Tales from the shack. Shack, shack, shack. Uh, how you going, Stan? Yeah, mate. How's, um, how's I'm the good, relentless Dad. perfection? Yeah, I've got a... Uh, can I start off with a, a little um, aside? Okay, the problem with perfection... Mm. Uh, you need to practice self-compassion, my psychologist says to me. This is our sixth session, and as per usual, he's struggling to find a phrase, a point, anything that will help me move past the need to seek perfection in every part of my life. Yes, but how, I ask again. We talk about the usual techniques, not beating yourself up when you're thinking you've failed, not automatically falling into a vortex of self-loathing at minor imperfections in the swells. This experience does not reflect you as a surfer, he repeats, explaining that what I perceive as an abject failure is a mere blip on the horizon, a simple fact of the surfing life. I listen hard, I really do. I understand everything he says on an intellectual level, and I want to stop this ever-present stream of self-criticism about my style before it gets too late. The problem is the quest for perfection and about six weeks of uh, perfect waves has cannibalized my identity. Oh. Mm. That's it. I'm, I've been destroyed by perfection and I shall never would, be. I'm a, shell of, I'm a shell of the former shell I used to be. Who would have thought? What a way to go. Yeah, I know. It's depressing. Wow. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, so, oh, so the problem with... Too much perfection, which is what you've been experiencing surf-wise. You, you, it, it corrodes can, it your... Can, it cannibalizes your your frontal lobe. <sighs> the, yes. Uh, yeah. Much like... Is is that like in a similar way, say, a perfect pop tune like... Um, <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Um, I, I, sent, I sent a message out to, uh, to the uh, Music Appreciation Society. And um, Montel Jordan's "This Is How You Do It," kind of oh. early, early to mid nineties. That's that's kind of that's pop peak. perfect pop, peak pop perfection of that type. So, yeah, mm. I reckon. Okay. Mon, I reckon Montel set, set himself fucking completely crazy. He probably lives in Malibu. Money, 
cannibalized mind is is a true mm. thing i mean have you ever met anyone normal who permanently lives in bali <laughs> that's a, that's such a good point there's no fucking way that anyone who's spent over i don't know i'm gonna give i'm gonna be mm. i'm gonna be fairly liberal here but two months in bali yeah, they're, yeah. they're permanently they're, they're disabled after that yeah the perfection the perfection is mind numbing you just can't live on a diet of sugar and, <laughs> and perfect ways. I don't know. And coffee. Barrels. And perfect ways. And left hand pits. Mm, that's funny, <laughs> isn't it? That's what we're all looking for. No, but it's Maybe. not. It's not sugar. And uh, I mean, the the, uh, the the modern day tube hound of Bali lives on fucking tuna, uh, mahi mahi carpaccio mm. and oh, um, a, and uh, organic ground coffee. Mm. But anyway perfection yeah so it's been amazing had lots of waves uh, just like and no one out it's quite kind of crazy and cold it but, is yeah. yeah where is everyone well um devo the ranter and i have just been yeah surfing this morning it was beautiful it was small we've actually it's the biggest tides of the year so for those of you who live on the east coast of australia which i know quite a few of you do listener um uh, the tides today i think the high was 3.9 meters and the low was 0.2 of a meter or 0.25 or something so that's a massive tide. that's crazy yeah i don't know how you deal with that it's um <clears throat> well you you have to make sure that you go at the right time <laughs> you actually have to or not <laughs> look, look at a top look at a tide chart yeah uh, yeah, yeah. I, i'm lucky here i actually get i can uh tell the tide uh I've got an olfactory um, tide chart ah. going on because um, you can smell creek, the smell the ah, yeah yes. high tide. You can smell high tide from here, so it's ah. it's good. So okay, yeah, ah, that's, that's uh, one point six meters. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you can of... and, and so you as the tide comes in, the smell becomes more um, nostril Pungent. burning. Ah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Yeah, talk about perfection. Uh, I tell you what, there's a couple of things I've learned is who would want to be a photographer? That would suck. Because uh, that's what I'm doing in my downtime. Uh, and so, rehab, yeah, mate, rehab, day, rehab. Yeah, rehab. Uh, first day on the camera, um, set up the tripod in the middle of the beach on probably the best day of the year so far. That's and that's not saying much. It hasn't been that epic. Who the fuck but is in was, that? Who is in that left hand death pit on a? Is that a? It must be a, a Channel uh, Island Channel yeah, that's, gun. That's like something local, from. That's like something from the seventies or something. Yeah, that's local. Um, young guy Billy Verrills from the Verrills kind of dynasty. Huge floater all the way down. Elevator drop somehow pops back up. <laughs> Oh, it's easily enough. You're right. And 
floats the boat and free falls down. Comes back. Yeah. So no, you got no, these floaters before? So, uh, yeah. Well, the, apart from yeah, the perfection that's that surf. Uh, I've got. I'm been a, completely obsessed with Glenn Danzig this week. Maybe the night. Maybe for two weeks. Mm. Wow. So the the um, the AI overlords put um, Devil's Plaything by Danzig on on uh, into my zone and it's i've just totally obsessed over this the song for like i don't know over a week you know when you just great. maybe it's just me but i like i listen to it multiple times a day um oh. and i kind of thought well that there's a a link to to what we're doing today um because i think in the in in the grand sense malibu which is our topic for today you know it's a devil's plaything and the flame that burns inside if you get too close burn you alive just look in these eyes and see if they lie all these words i speak cannot deny thing of the rich and famous and and actually maybe in a surf sense not so rich and famous initially certainly um mm. yeah and as i as i dug deep this has nothing to do with malibu um uh glenn danzig who is it's obviously not his original name i've got his name i'm, I'm guessing that he must have jewish um uh, roots because this Danzig, did you know, is is the German name for the city of Gdansk in Poland. Oh, right. And um, this, this little snippet, the seizure of Danzig in 1939 signaled the beginning of the struggle against Nazism. Ah. In, in 1980, the strike in the Lenin shipyard in Gdansk signaled the birth of solidarity and the death knell of communism. Danzig slash Gdansk therefore symbolizes the fight against totalitarianism and dictatorship in the 20th century. What? Glenn Danzig. Who would have thought it? Um, that's epic. Yeah. I mean, it, it's one of, and Danzig are one of those bands where you, it's, you know, it's definitely a love hate thing. People would mm. just act because it could be deemed as being just kind of 90s metal like popularism but yes i really All love ev every cliche and, uh, every cliche yes. that you know and even with it with even with a with that little uh pinch of satanism in there as well yes. which is kind yes. of like cynical satanism 
know. Uh, cynical. Was Danzig a cynical Satanist? I don't know. Yeah. Is there is there a glass half full Satanist? Or, mm. or should I say goblet half? <laughs> and guess who fucking first signed Danzig after he left the Misfits? I don't know. Rick Rubin. Absolutely. Mate. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, and um speaking of um nothing. Uh, apropos nothing, but uh, podcast, our the best, the you know the king of podcasting, um, um, Dan Carlin, he's got an episode at, out at the moment. It's like two and a half hours, just him and Rick Rubin talking about genius. Oh, that's so good. Mm. That's just like uh, peak podcast, isn't it? Oh I mean, man, I mean Rick Rubin. Better? You've we've talked about this before, but the that Shangri La, um, it's mm. abs- it's incredible. That guy is just incredible. That's it's nuts. Yeah, all in Malibu, yeah. baby. Shangri La is a little bit like Valhalla. The fact that it's so beautiful and by the beach and the air is different. And there's like some feeling about Malibu being this place that people like ascend to. Also because you gotta be rich to live in Malibu. You feel like you're going to a different dimension or something. You're above it all in a kind of weird sacred space. Ah, yeah. Well, can I can I hit you with a few floaters before we we hit the? Absolutely. I'm sure we'll get back. Sorry, to I've been I've been oh. totally dominating the uh, the airspace. No, not at all. No, you've been on fire. A um, couple of floaters. Um, I haven't mentioned when saw the premiere of Kamchatka. Oh, yeah, up up there Speaking in. Of, uh, is that north of Japan? It is, isn't it? Yeah, it's way way uh, way north, way east of yeah. uh, anywhere up near the Bering Sea, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, crazy. Anyway, fantastic uh, movie. Um, but uh, I just wanted to talk about the the epic left-hander they found. Um, I don't know if you've seen any shots or I've, any I saw like a, I saw a trailer of it um, and really was interested in seeing the film. But I, I guess, mm. yeah. Well, you'll. I'm sure you'll get to see it. Well, somehow, but, somehow uh, yes. But they they stumble upon this epic-looking slabby left-hander. Um, Attempt to surf it, but really, oh, they get a couple, but uh, I think the tide, the wind, and everything conspired against them. Uh, they gave it a good crack, though, a few uh, epic wipeouts, but and lots of tears and uh, frozen bodies in the attempt. But um, one thing they didn't do, and they had a QA after the movie, um, and I failed to think of this question at the time, but uh, they they felt like they were the first to surf it, and I think they were considering the um, conditions in the place. They didn't name it exactly. What? So, yeah, and and I think it's the first person to surf it normally gets naming rights. I think so. Yeah, I mean, to ha- I, I love how surf we're still in the colonial mentality of uh, naming things. It's like <laughs> when I when I can ask the local population what they call this area, we're gonna fucking name it. You know, Jimbo's. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I had a few ideas because it is mm. a slabby left-hander. So uh, these are these are some of my ideas. Um, 
Green Babushka. Um, how about uh, Cho Putin? <laughs> that's well. I think that it would. That's you're going to end up. Um, that's going to have. That'll be mandated as the name. Well, yeah, and and I I imagine Putin when he saw the movie. I'm sure he has. Uh, he's probably using it as propaganda now. Uh, he he just looked at them in their weddies and thought, what what the fuck? I'm I'm out there in my boardies, you know. <laughs> He loves getting his shirt off, old uh, Poots. Um, well, so I, I mean, it, maybe it's maybe it's going to be called like Vladawatu. Well, that's a good one. Well, I got a couple more. Uh, how about Nyet Kandui? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's uh, excellent. Or um, what else have we got here? Oil and gas pipeline. Um, USSR. Back in the um, USSR. I like Kulawatu, it. Um, and Vodka Lime and Sonali. I think i got to work on that one. Um, <laughs> or just KGB Land. Like G-Land. Uh, anyway. oh, that's good. That, that's very good. So well, still, uh, still work in progress, but um, yeah. I reckon you, ideas, should de- you should no. definitely um, message uh, the, those guys. Aren't they from Sydney, those guys? They're local, uh, local um, Zachites. Oh, they are Zachites. Okay, all right. So, yeah, um, yeah well, you should mm. just go and speak to them yeah. at. at mm. You should go and speak to them at the bloody uh, takeaway yeah. at the bloody milk yeah. bar, mate. Go yeah. to the milk. We'll go to the milk bar. Solstice. We'll get a we'll get a veggie <laughs> burger at Solstice and get have a, a chat. <clears throat> get a soy burger with plum sauce. Now you're talking. Okay, one more floater, and this is a huge floater. We've talked about this band so many times, and they never fail to deliver. This latest one. Um, You're talking Sleep about King Mons. Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard Gizzard. No, no. no. Well, that, well, they've they've just put out another album. Well, they probably have, well, the, the, time four, the fourth of the year. Uh, new single from the Sleaford Mods, Force Ten from Navarone. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Um, with Florence from um, Florence Shaw from Dry Cleaning. Oh my God, I didn't. Yeah, think I, I, could... I I hadn't heard of Florence, but um, the song is. Mm. It's like with each song that uh, the Sleeper Mods do, they they seem to be getting more and more minimalist. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the the, like backing... the beat the beat is just so stripped down. It's crazy. Um, and what I like, I, I heard, um, what's the lead singer's name again? Um, uh, he looks like your brother-in-law. I've said that before. But, um, <laughs> yeah. oh, fuck, he, he was saying like now that he's kind of, you know, in inverted commas, you know, successful and kind of he's not kind of struggling on the street anymore. He's, he's singing less about the street and more about sort of more abstract concepts and, and this one, I have no idea what he's singing about, which I love. It's it's kind of just a bizarre stream of consciousness as far yeah, as I it's, can it's, tell. It is really weird. I mean, because they, they had that, um, I mean, fuck, in the last 12 months, they've had What's-A-Face from um, that Aussie Amel. band. Amel, Amel, they've had Amel. Uh, they've had Orbital. They've had yeah. this woman called Billy No Mates, who's quite popular, oh, yeah. I think. <laughs> and now Florence and without her machine. Yeah. So I'm sure. 
Have you heard, yeah. heard dry cleaning? I, I uh, no, no, no. I don't. Generally, I just leave it there and come back next day. <laughs> Mum can't reach and then a pause. You look different, a large green blob. Allergic to your own things. Get married and go on safari. Fucking viral, fucking Batman video, you fucking moron. Why don't you phone up? Dry cleaning. My one of my favourite songs of theirs uh, was one of the early ones about Megan. Megan Merkel. Merkel. Megan Merkel. <laughs> I think it's Megan. Daughter of the German Chancellor. Megan Merkel. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, oh no, anyway. no, <laughs> you're, no. You're thinking of Angela Merkel, <laughs> not Megan Merkel. <laughs> Angela, see, Ang- Mate, you've, she you've got your takes- uh, you've got your German yeah. chancellors and your. Um, uh, royal mm. family destroyers mixed up. The thing I like about Angela Merkel is is uh, she's uh, nominative determinism. She when she takes off on a wave, she angles. Uh, <laughs> she, she angles her Merkel. Anyway, I don't know. Um, anyway, that's my floaters. Done. Well, okay. So uh, can I – oh, actually, uh, just to add to my um, my previous floater, um, Danzig did a song called Dirty Black Summer, and, oh. that, and Dirty Black Summer is in one of those – I'm pretty sure it's – who made – was it Hawaii 9-0? Was that – that's um, what's his face? Oh isn't yeah, it? what is that? that? Remember there oh, was like Hawaii nine one, Hawaii nine zero, oh, Hawaii nine two. Was that it's, Jack McCoy? No, no, it's it's old mate from from the Zach. <laughs> oh, Tim Boney Emathon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's it, that's it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And in one uh, of those, I, I'm pretty sure it's in one of those videos. They have a wipeout. Remember how all those videos back from the nineties? There had to be a wipeout reel on the. I love it. Yeah, and and one, of, I'm pretty sure the wipeout reel is this, um, "Dirty Black Summer" by Danzig. So you're kidding me? Because that that might be then the one good song that I, I loved. <laughs> I loved Tim Benithan. I actually got to know him a bit over COVID, seeing he was uh, stuck in out uh, Zach. Um, but I tell you what, the worst music. Hands down, 
in surf movies. There was a there was a mo- there was one of the movies and they had like cosmic psychos on it or something okay, like that. Okay, okay. So, well, I'll take that back then. Yeah, okay. no, no, but there was a lot of shit. I think they did I mean, I think most of his movies they it was like in excess remixes. Okay. Well, I think that was the thing. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. But we're being so, positive this year, aren't we? So. We, we are, we are positive. <laughs> David Geffen says, um, Geff, yep, move to California, Malibu is paradise. Oh. So, <clears throat> I thought you can't that, argue um, with the Geff, no, absolutely not. Um, okay. but well, yeah, Malibu, <clears throat> Malibu. So, um, I think I thought that also, uh, I've, I've gone a bit overboard on the uh, on the quotes, but this is this is from uh, the original okay. Gidget book right oh mm, cuz you know that gidget was a book written by a czech um uh what do you call it filmmaker or um uh, oh yes anyway a guy that came from I... escape from the second world war from the nazis um and so uh gidget says my english comp teacher mr glicksberg says i should be doing a better voice says that if you want to be a writer, you have to, quote, sit on a windowsill and get all pensive and stuff and jot down descriptions. Unquote Glicksberg, exclamation mark. I don't know what kind of things he writes, but I found my inspiration in Malibu with a radio, my best girlfriends, and absolutely zillions of boys for miles. I absolutely (laughs) had to write everything down because I heard that when you get older and forget things, and I'd be the most miserable woman in the world if I forgot about Moondoggy and what happened this summer. I absolutely owe the world my story, and every word is true, I swear. Wow. Wow. Mm. That's, yeah. So, fuck Glicksburg or any sort of getting pensive. Go to Malibu, party. You see before you me, Gidget. For 15 and a half years, my life was a complete and total ick. But then, on the 23rd of June, two things happened. I fell in love with two things. Jeff, my moon doggy, and surfing. I am happy to report that falling in love was as easy and natural as learning how to surf. Get some waves with moon doggy. <laughs> that is so good. Um, Gidget, hey. Is there been ever a is there <clears throat> ever been a more sort of culturally appropriated kind of uh <laughs> character in a in a sort of sporting realm than than gidget yeah it's, it's that, is, that has kind of launched a whole you know everyone blames gidget for the for the huge influx of surfing at the time it's like i don't know is, is there you know well it, a... well i don't think so and i don't, I don't think that it, there was this it, but this is why malibu is such an interesting case study because this it's mm. essentially this ethereal world where the reality disconnects from malibu 
You know what I mean? It's, and, yeah, it's a myth. It's and, more. It's it's yeah. Mm. And and Gidget is the perfect kind of example of that. Just mm. selling a whole lifestyle. Quite incredible. And I, yeah. I've I've got a soft spot for. I mean, I know Sandra D was the original G- Gidget, but I, I do have. I've always had a soft spot for uh, Sally Field. So. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> I love you know, Sally. I, I I don't know, but. I feel a little bit bad because having the hots for the flying nun is, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what. And the, as a uh, devout Catholic as yourself, you must have been. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Saying uh, a few Hail Marys every night. Exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, so, hail, hail Sally's. So I guess the question is, is Malibu more famous for surf or music or, or, I mean, obviously for culture and uh, rich people, but it's, it's, it's an interesting. Everything, isn't mm. it? So I, well, I guess I guess because um, we we got to thank our sponsors. Um, the Encyclopedia of Surfing <clears throat> gives us at least three cents a uh, an episode, mm-hmm. and yep. um, EOS says uh, Malibu, definitive California Point Break, often described as the original perfect wave. I love that. Yeah. <clears throat> mm. Wow. And, and and I kind of thought, well, I mean, even before we we dig down into the kind of uh, surf and music uh, bones of Malibu, um, uh, the perfect wave. Uh, yeah, interesting. What? Because obviously it it changes with with time, right? The perfect wave. Yeah. What slabs were in a few years ago, but I think even they're going out now. I mean. What what's the perfect wave du jour? Do you think? Oh, it's interesting, isn't it? I I think the idea of the perfect wave may have even kind of faded a bit. I think um, it's almost like you know, end of summer. That was the quest for the perfect wave. It's like I don't know. And, and then interestingly, um, for the average surfer, maybe it's not such a a desirable quest because uh, uh, interesting. I was listening to Beefsteak Brisick again, interviewing Cassia, Cassia Midor, and she From was Malibu. talking about Malibu. Yeah, exactly. She was talking about surfing Malibu, and one thing she said, which I found interesting, she said, "The thing with Malibu is it is a perfect wave, and it exposes. <clears throat> excuse me, it exposes your weaknesses. There's nowhere to hide. You can't blame the wave for your." shit style your inadequacies your inadequacy and um yeah brisic seemed to agree with that point so Mm, um everyone you mentioned there's a emphasis on sort of style and grace or they all have that in common i think economy of movement not a lot of like flary kind of things but keep it really flowing i think that just is like what malibu invites Mm -hmm. you know i mean it's a perfect wave if you're flopping all over the place, you can really see it. Absolutely. I think it accentuates things. Yes. It accentuates style one way or another. I f- yeah. I find that with a lot of really good waves. Those, like Jeffrey's Bay in South Africa, it's one of those waves where it really expo- you're exposed in a way. Yeah, totally. Yeah, look, I think I've sur- I surfed Malibu once. It's, it's amazing to go to these. It's almost like a pilgrimage. I think everyone – there's probably about 10 spots around the world that I could – maybe think of that you kind of almost have to go it's like some sort of a Hajj style <clears throat> yeah mecca pilgrimage um mm. and it is uh, you know and i'm a shit longboarder and um oh you were on a longboard 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there with uh, O-Dog and uh, Scorchio 69, actually. Ooh. And uh, some reason, we only had two boards between the three of us. So it was actually quite good because we uh, we rotated and, and just sat on the beach and watched, um, which is pretty epic. But the, the, the chick is obviously on a mouse to do as little as possible. So, and such a fun wave to stand and do nothing on. It just, <laughs> keep going. It just keeps coming. It's crazy. Um, but well, I don't know where I was going. That perfection. Yeah, but the perfect wave. Well, yeah, and, yeah. and obviously it's a, it's, it's a, uh, like many places, um, especially enclaves of the, of the rich, it, it has a checkered history because, um, it, of course, it belonged to Native Americans at one stage. The uh, Spanish came in. Uh, apparently, Malibu is actually a Spanish version of the word humiliwo, which means, actually, Malibu means the surf sounds loudly. Did you know that? I like that. The surf sounds loudly. Yeah. And how's this? In the 1930s, Malibu had earned a reputation among America's 200 or 300 surfers as the best wave on the coast. That's so good. Oh, dear. <laughs> if only. That's cool. Wow. Um, and interestingly, I didn't I didn't realise this. I, probably, I think I sort of knew it that, that's, you know, we in Australia call a, a longboard a mal, yeah. for Malibu, obviously, but I think we're the only ones that do it. Yeah, I think so. dug into this whole thing um uh, i kind of realized that i mean obviously there's an intrinsic link between surfing and music and but uh mainly because of the people who live in malibu let alone the the songs that people have written about it but i, I i'm from a surfing perspective it seems like a, a place that once was pretty raw and and then has become completely ultra gentrified in many many mm. ways um yeah i think so but there's still when you see pictures of it even today there's still that gritty shitty car park and that i love i think for me the iconic thing of um malibu is that wall that brick kind of wall thing sitting on a brick wall soaking up the sun after a surf i think that's there's something about it mm. and just that you know there's always that graffiti on it dora lives a surfer who can ride Malibu better than anyone in the world is Mickey Dora. As Phil Edwards says of Mickey, his style is so advanced, most surfers don't even understand what he's trying to do. He's very good at winding his way through the crowds at Malibu without losing any of his composure. Mr. Mickey Dora. Well, Mickey Dora was the black knight of surfing. I mean, he did everything possible to piss off society from the time he got up in the morning till the time he went to bed at night his life was was designed around just basically doing everything against the laws of nature and man 
obviously it's it's a place that has had uh some real characters you know we've talked about dora and he's uh obviously a, a polarizing figure but you know his kind of alter ego or nemesis or whatever was there was a guy called lance carson who was like okay. super serious i think um and like also a mega star master Lance's real specialty is nose riding. A lot of surfers run up to the nose, a lot run up and ride off the end. Lance usually stays around for a while. He's so relaxed up there, you get the feeling he could have a ham sandwich while he's waiting around. Um, but they've got all, all sorts of things. There's a, uh, a guy called Rob uh, Johnny Fain, who famously oh, yes. did like handstands on, on his board and stuff. And of course, Bob Simmons, you know, um, yeah. the the most useless surfboard ever ever made. And then this guy called Tube Steak, who I guess was a big kind of larger than life in every way uh, figure. And then, of course, mm. because of Malibu's coolness, all these fucking musicians came in, right? Uh, it's yeah. bloody bloody crazy. Uh, it's funny though. I don't. I don't know of any, at least famous musicians who actually ventured into the into the surf. They're probably too. Um, you're not going to float too well in your in your leather pants and your <laughs> with a head full of coke. Well, well John Phillips uh, from uh, the Mamas and the Puppers. He he used to get this great kind of underground album called the Wolf King of L.A. And uh, I'd recommend uh, searching it out. Uh, he's got a great song called Malibu People. The, the cover of the album was shot on Malibu Beach. Um, it says, I've got a fine beach house baby and the waves roll in. Playing in the sand with your best friend, babe. Malibu people really know how to live. I got a fine beach house baby. And the waves roll in Playing in the sand With your best friend, babe Malibu people really know how to live A castle in the sand in mind for some other time Malibu people really know how to live It took some time to find a crack in her defensive A hole in her lodge you might say Keeping abreast of her Keeping things mended All I know is that the waves roll in Big belly woman laying in the sand Waiting for the baby while the waves roll in If she needs a spot to drop the nose She's not
Malibu people really know how to live. Well, I guess they fucking do because they don't have to do anything, do they? They just sit and look out on that. I always think that those houses are all going to get washed away. It's um... Yeah. And so castles made of sand fall in the sea eventually. Ah, okay. Uh, we're, oh, I so where were we? I can't remember. We're we're in Malibu, on, go, go, screaming down, or not really screaming down the point, gliding very, very uh, leisurely very, down the point. That's right. Um. So what? So, what? Do, what do you? What, so songs. What? What? Are, you got any? Uh... Well, I haven't got songs, but I got a list of people who live in Malibu, musicians who ah, live in Malibu. Nice. Right. Okay. Um. I, I mean, I do actually have a list of songs, and and that I, I've actually um, this episode. I need this episode to, um, cathartically, take a, a Malibu song out of my head because i just cannot get it out of my head so hopefully this uh, episode is going to help me do that okay so um uh beck i don't know if there's a fucking um uh what are they called uh scientologist compound there but maybe there is um <laughs> jeff Must bridges be. he's not a musician but i mean he's the fucking dude so uh yes yeah. you know Enough said. Yeah. yeah, enough said. Share, of course. Um, and while I was, uh, I, I decided for some reason, as soon as I saw Share as a, um, you know, musician, I that fucking believe song got stuck in my head. Um, and oh. then I, and then I did a bit of research. Hey, that's from the nineties. That's nineteen ninety eight, which is quite incredible. Um, and it featured a pioneering use of the audio processing software Autotune mm. to uh, distort the singer's voice. You obviously remember that. Um, uh, and this was widely imitated, as you remember also, and became known as the Sure effect. <laughs> she may, she, Sure, Share, um, she may well have been fucking recording that, looking out onto perfect waves. Wow. Yeah, mm. the share effect. Miley, uh, Miley Cyrus, of course. Um, uh, she even has a she has a song called Malibu. That's pretty shit. Um, <laughs> Lana Del Rey. Um, should I get into Lana Del Rey? The the culture mags in inverted commas tell us that Lana Del Rey is like really good. Yeah, I, I I don't get that. Um, mm. and I I'm the same. It always I'm, gets really rave reviews, but I've kind I of. Ne- I, I mean, yeah. I, I I haven't given her enough time, I must say. But um, Dylan, of course, and um, we're, we're, this links back to uh, Shangri La, which you know we've talked about, and may we'll talk about again. Um, Melissa Etheridge, <laughs> give me some water. Yeah, give me some water. Give me some David Crosby sperm. You know that story. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. That, well, no, that... it didn't. It came out of David Crosby because um, Melissa. Oh, I see. Melissa Etheridge. I'm, I'm Melissa Etheridge now. lives in Malibu. She has a 
son, I believe, and David Crosby is the father. And he just, did he, he just died like, did we talk about him in our last episode? No, I don't think. No, I think I think he died between recordings of of yeah. We his, gotta, his, his, uh, we, we gotta hail, we gotta hail the cross, man. We gotta hail the, the cross. cross. So his genes live on in uh, Melissa, uh, uh, offspring. <laughs> I, I should hope, say. I hope they're not in Melissa, and I do, I don't think they ever would have been actually. Or maybe maybe <laughs> they maybe they went old school. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> sorry um, that came out wrong. <laughs> Uh, Lady Gaga, Janet Jackson, um, Anthony Kiedis, of course. He's he's oh. he's, he's got to be there. Uh, John Lydon. What? Yeah, kudos and kudos to John Lydon. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've seen, but his wife has serious. Is it like Parkinson's or something? It's something quite nice. I tell you what, and, and he, you know what? He, he's a, he's been a full time carer for like a decade or more. And and you know what I I read this story too I don't know the exact details but you know the band the Slits yes. back in the day they one of their their members of that band had kids and just went off the rails on drugs or whatever pretty much neglected the uprearing of the kids and apparently Johnny Lydon pretty much uh, swept in and and became their kind of guardian Sorry. yeah right yeah yeah crazy. And he just he just tried like he failed unfortunately, but just in the last couple of weeks to 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 be the entrant for Ireland for Eurovision. <laughs> Ireland, <laughs> yeah, he must have Irish fucking Leiden. I guess that sounds Irish, doesn't it? Johnny Leiden, Johnny Leiden, that's incredible, freak, and. Ha- How's this? Uh, this is the way that it came up on the internet. So, um, to to uh, to to contrast with John Lydon, um, Chris Martin. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. We, we'll we'll skip past him. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Page. Uh, what, what was that boat? What was that most boring Led Zeppelin song you sent the other day? Jamaica or something like that. Ah. Yeah. Um, Jamaica, Jamaica, Jamaica. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, okay. Tom Petty, rest his soul. Uh, mm. Riri, Axl Rose, uh, Diana Ross. Wow. I can imagine the local supermarket. You know, just you just see Riri in the veggie section. <laughs> Rick Rubin getting some. I don't know. I don't think Rick Rubin flakes. would. I don't think he would like. I can't imagine that he would like go to shops. I really, I really I don't think any of these people would. Um, um, Sinatra lived in Malibu. Um, Grace Slick. How's oh. that? Yeah. White Rabbit. Um, mm-hmm. Brittany. Um, how's this for the uh, for, for the Aussie Aussie fans? Um, Rick Springfield. Hey. I, I watched Jesse's Girl this this afternoon. Um, that song is insane it that mm. you know there are some songs that start with a, a chorus and that's pretty cool right they're, 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 it's an odd yes. way to do it yep. but I, I like it i really like it um this song it just has so little lyrics that the chorus comes in after about <laughs> um yeah you got to listen to it uh yeah. he's, he's my dog he's my doppelganger according yeah, to some right. people 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, probably not worse. now, mate. I think that he might look a little bit. He, he probably looks about a very strained thirty years younger than you. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Sting, of course. Uh, he, he's, of course, Sting's got to have a fucking house there. Uh, mm. Babs. Absy, yeah, and uh, well, another another one who's gone, uh, Eddie Van Halen. So, I mean, that that's a lot of Malibu music. Has Malibu ever kind of, st- apart from the fact that you've surfed it, has has it stoked a kind of some sort of nostalgia that wasn't there, or nostalgia that you? Um, never knew you had but there's there's a mystique there for sure with Malibu and I think you feel it when you're there and and America does kind of wealth and decay like no other like you, you can go around the corner and see a million dollar mansion and I love it even in the surf um surfers journal there'll be those classic articles with some very high-flying architect who happens to surf who will have this amazing uh sort of bungalow uh, sort of somewhere up in Malibu and and they'll they'll do a photo shoot in his um incredible uh, house with with yeah, some sort and, of and, and with like car a, out the front with and a, a, and, a, and then he has some fucking barn out the back that's kind of mm. hewn from it's hand hewn from mm. bloody pine trees that were up the hill or whatever and it's got full like of full of three thousand yeah. dollars dollar Christiansons. You know. <laughs> it was a Frank Gehry home, and it was really an artist's loft. It was built in the late '60s, early '70s. When I first got the house, I thought it was really important to reach out to talk to Frank Gehry and to get his experience of making the house and and why he designed it and all that. And invited him up to have a, a, a drink, and we were having a party. And he sat up in the upper loft, and he said, "This is my favorite spot." And this was a big. But um, big can I hit you with a few Malibu songs, which I think hit at the, the vibe I was trying to express? There's Nick Cave's um, got a song called Hollywood, and he apparently moved there after the tragic death of his son and uh this song called hollywood uh revolves around this uh cougar that was apparently wild in the hills of hollywood and it it was um apparently recently shot Um, they finally caught this thing um so he says i'm nearly all the way to malibu i'm gonna buy me a house up in the hills with a tear-shaped pool and a gun that kills wow I was halfway to the Pacific coast I'd left you in your longing In your yearning like a ghost There's little room for wonder now And little room for wildness too We crawl into our wounds I'm nearly all the way to Malibu I'm gonna buy me a house up in the hills With a tear-shaped pool and a gun that kills Cause they say there is a cougar that roams these parts Terrible engine of wrath for a heart 
That she is white and rare and full of all kinds of harm And stalks the perimeter all day long This one doesn't really mention Malibu, but it, the vibe is so Californian, it just makes me think of Malibu. Captain Beefheart, one band fleet. While the city was busy, we wanted to rest. She decided to drive up to Observatory Crest. We just saw a concert and heard all the best. We went on a ride. We got outside. The sand was hot. She wanted to dance. We went round and round. And, and probably the the top Malibu song has to go to Tenacious D. This is a, <laughs> a secret track. Um, they don't do that anymore or much, the old secret track. Oh, I love the secret uh, track. At the, end of, uh, at the end of the album, uh, their uh, debut album, Jack, uh, Jack, Bl- uh, Jack Black. Jack Black? Um, what's yes, his name? It is Jack Black. That's right. Uh, he's got a song called Malibu Nights and it goes like this. Malibu nights, tangerine dreams, Malibu nays, Malibu dreams, Malibu making a poo, stinky poo, <laughs> look at the view. He's <laughs> so good. Yeah, but you didn't fucking come out with this one. I got some lyrics. confusing there's jack white jack black and frank black mm, yeah that's why i got myself confused there i couldn't um i couldn't uh decipher what i was saying now i got one more song and this is actually this ticks all the boxes because it's got uh malibu mickey dora Ooh. and uh also has some uh german motoric drumming in it so you've got to love that wow. um this this song is by I don't know much about this guy. He's he's got a real name, but he goes under the title of Amen Junes. So he's got he's got Junes in his name as well, which is good. Amen Junes. And this song is Hallelujah. Coasting all day, coasting all day, the way 
got to talk about. Uh, oh yeah. So uh, the 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 elephant, the, the massive elephant in the room is is the you are talking about Kurt's um, mm-hmm. yes love. Um, so yeah, listener, I, I've equally apart from Danzig, I was completely infected by. Court uh, hole Courtney loves holes um song Malibu, which in some ways I believe to be the most annoying song of all time because it's just stuck in my head. Um, mm. <laughs> but in other ways, I think it ticks a whole lot of um kind of perfect indie pop. Would you call whole pop? I guess not. They're kind of. They're not grunge, are they? What what would they be? Um, oh, in, good question. Just rock in rock, indie, rock, in, indie pop, rock. Yeah, indie rock. I would say. Um, yeah, but the song is amazing uh, for a whole lot of reasons. The video is is pretty awesome, and it has a a, a big Baywatch um, uh, flavor going on. And and ironically, um, or not. Uh, Courtney at the time was on her way, well on her way to becoming a complete plastic surgery freak. Um, mm. she, she already had the fake um, uh, breasts and uh, the face was going and it, it was kind of all, yeah. But she still had a, she still had some street cred and the street cred was just amplified by A, her guitarist who looks like sexy Tom Petty. Um, not that Tom Petty wasn't sexy in, in his time, but he looks like Tom Petty. And, and in the video, he's actually waxing up a Malibu and walking down to the beach. I think he's wearing like leather. And maybe he's wearing leather pants. Um, <laughs> but the- he didn't do a backwards fin Petty, did he? <laughs> he may well have done. Um, but Melissa Oof de Mer, um, which I was actually sitting out in the surf this morning and thinking um, with my terrible fr- French, uh, does that mean Melissa Sea Egg? But no, I don't Oh, think- I see. Or just off, off, off the sea. Maybe, off the- yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, but um, I... I've kind of got a little bit of a crush on on her, and uh, she really makes that song very good. I'm sure you'll splice it. We, you, uh, I, um, <laughs> no, you do our producer. The, you, you do all the editing. Um, uh, yeah, we, you'll splice it in. But um, yeah, don't listen too long, listener, because it might get stuck in your fucking noggin. It might ensnare you. Uh, ah. and, and was it written by Billy Corgan? I, I think ah, Matt Hatch yes, alluded right. to that. Ooh. Is he credited or is he just, he was hanging around at the time and <clears throat> well, they uh, were he's th- claiming it. They were a thing, weren't they? Yeah, I, I'd never, I just kind of <clears throat> really followed that uh, arc. Well, no, I just remember, uh, no, not also not, but I do remember hearing something about um Corgan mm. and uh, Love, uh, yeah, Courtney Love. Okay, that that for me that was her the peak of her uh, peak love. Yeah, peak right. love. 
how's this song? Malibu Nightmare. Um, band called Hanoi Rocks. Mm. I think they're from Finland. Hanoi, uh, Hanoi Rocks are like, I could never work out whether Hanoi Rocks were a piss take of bands like Motley Crue or they were really trying yeah. to be like bands like Motley Crue. Because they're they? the, the, visually, they look awesome. Hanoi Rocks. Mm. I, got, I love European uh, heavy metal because it, it just totally lacks any irony. I think they're totally <laughs> serious. Uh, Malibu Nightmare. How's these lyrics? I want to stay in the sun. I got to have my fun when the work is done down the Malibu beach. And when the winter is gone, I won't stay for long. Just turn the radio on down the Malibu beach. I'll find a sweet girl, a sea pearl. She'll make me burn, that naughty girl. I'll find a skinhead girl, that Brixton pearl. Oh, down the Malibu beach. Gonna take a holiday down Malibu beach. That's what I'll do. that um the mal I, I like how they i actually like yeah. how they add the uh the definite the malibu there. beach the yep. malibu beach well um i'm kind of uh i'm i'm over malibu i'm never going there fuck that oh really okay yeah no i'm, <laughs> I'm joking i'm joking well the good thing with a lot of these iconic breaks i suppose any break really unless unless there's some major you know construction that's just gonna completely fuck up a break um a la dana point and many spots uh in indonesia perhaps um the wave's still going to be there no matter what happens you know so if you know what i mean like yeah people complain about say byron bay becoming too crowded or whatever and and sure the surf gets crowded too but the wave still stays the same and you can still get that you can still get that essence um well, we we haven't the... talked about this. Um, how at least a third of each day it's dark, and mm. Malibu must be just pumping. How, mm. how? I mean, how how much would it be pumping in the nighttime? Like the waves are <laughs> the waves are yeah. exactly the same. In fact, it's got to be. You might argue that it might be more perfect because there's it often the wind often backs right off it at night. Mm, that's right. I mean, you, you, we're either going to have to, I mean, night vision goggles, talking to people who have used them in the uh, army, helicopters and things like that, apparently weigh a freaking ton. Um, <laughs> so I don't think that's going to help 
yet, but maybe maybe some sort of um, laser surgery could uh, be could be in the cards. Yeah, now um, that would be see. I, I'm always I'm kind of I was thinking like the um, you know basic just floodlight the shit out of it. But yes, if you can if you can uh, floodlight the if, shit if you if you can surgically um, change your eyes so that you. Yeah, but the problem is it's so bright during the day you just have to uh, stay at home with with eye patches on. That's but right. You, could, you, can you walk, become you can nocturnal, basically. Like, you, you can walk like around a like a, you can just walk around like our longtime listener, Clintonius Maximus, and just with a pair Where of the sunnies, rock the bol- sunnies, yeah. a pair of bolets with the uh, with the leather side bits. To really, mm. really protect your eyes. Oh, oh, I love those. But you know, you know, when you see a, a poor, hapless possum who, who for some reason is wandering around during the day, they look so out of sorts. I think that's how you'd, you'd be. You'd be... <laughs> All right, possums. three cliches three for surf and three for music uh we'll start with the surf one um it was better earlier oh yes um is that i mean is that obviously that is real um in certain cases but it seems to be one of those things that it's it just flows out of your mouth like um especially if you're talking to someone who you know has didn't go to the beach. Exactly. Couldn't, uh, it's, go, to, it's, couldn't go to the beach. It, it, it's often prefaced with, you're going to hate me saying this, but <laughs> it was, it was better earlier. Yeah. And it's like, uh, the ooh. tide was so much better. Like, uh, so you, 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 but the best time to say this is when you're literally, you, you're coming out of the surf and someone's going into the surf, right? Exactly. Exactly. Or, or someone who's just paddled out into the surf, and you're happy, happy in the uh, the knowledge that you're about to get your last wave in. Mm. And and it's and and the thing about it is it's so unhelpful. It's not like you're not giving them. You're not saying, "Oh, look, you know, maybe surf there." I think I think you know, the uh, the second wave of the set is the better one. <laughs> it's totally useless information. It was better before. Oh, fuck, mate, yeah. you missed it. It was fucking heaps better earlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, all right. So um, I, I think, and obviously there's, like everything in surfing, there's a, a wind-up element to it. Mm, oh, for sure. And I think it's, uh, I I don't rate the super early surf. I know you do, and it's, um, you, <laughs> well, can, it, you can obviously get. Mate, I reckon you think you're living in fucking um, uh, Seminyak or something. You, you, it's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, much- it's not worth, it's not worth yeah, going out until, just- the, until the trades hit, man. I'm just uh, sipping on my um, single origin, <laughs> I don't know, possum poo coffee. and um, uh, They're pretty good, though, that possum poo <sighs> coffee. But anyway, so what's the next cliche? It's fat. <laughs> what does that mean? It's a bit fat. Yeah, it's a bit fat. It's a bit fat. That's what it should be. It's a bit fat. It's a yeah, bit it's a fat. Bit fat. Um, I love how it, it, there's no politically correct uh, equivalent. <laughs> What would you say? 
I'm sure, mate. Fortunately, the the surf realm is yet to um, feel the 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 horrible um, talons of cancel culture to mm. to 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 a large extent. Yeah, so it's fat. I mean, mm. I guess there are times when the when it's it, you really you know like backwashy fat is the worst fat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's or another one people say you paddle out and they go ah oh, it was um this is tying it all in it's like yeah it was a lot better an hour ago but the tide killed it <laughs> um okay. uh, I, I'm gonna go to a couple of the music cliches um uh I was into them before they got popular <laughs> so good. <laughs> Oh my god! Can you As, can you name anyone in that for you? Who well, I was into before they got popular, or I, people that say that? I, or, I have I talked about going catching the bus to get the Faith No More album. Oh, maybe I have. No, I caught the Hell ninety um, into into town and bought at Waterfront or Red Eye, one of the two. Bought the uh, uh, the eponymous. No, the real thing by Faith No More. Oh yeah, like literally on the day it came out, and then uh, yeah, so I was way into them before they got popular. Maybe mm. that maybe that cliche is just going to go out of fashion. No, it won't. People will still yeah. want to one up their friends, won't they? Yeah, I heard I heard him on fucking TikTok three minutes ago. You got you're fucking losing. Uh. Well, I've been into this band that before everyone else, and they're still not famous. And so I don't know where to go with that. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of the Canaanes. They're an Aussie band who... Mm, I have heard the name, yes. They've failed to take off, um, probably because their music is very niche and pretty shitty, but I love them. Um, famous, famously uh, loved by uh, Kurt Cobain. Um, wow. So... They got that going for him. Didn't seem to help. Um, so didn't seem, didn't didn't seem to help Kurt. And the, sure. I think well, one of them, prob, a member, perhaps should do the noble thing and and do a Kurt. And that might help their career. <laughs> but, uh... It's nineteen eighty four, Sydney, Australia. Here on the southwest side of town live some mostly unemployed youth. Some of them are about to form a band that will never have a manager, never sign a record contract. You probably won't ever hear them on the radio, and they'll probably never perform at your local pub, or the entertainment centre for that matter. You see, they're always going to have a hard time getting gigs in their hometown. Yet, by the turn of the century, they'll have released a long list of critically acclaimed albums toured the world several times over and built a sizeable international following. They'll be the most indie band in the history of pop and they'll be called the Canaanes. A copy found its way to the desk of Everett True, record reviewer for London's new musical Express. Single of the year, the Canaanes, bored, angry and jealous. One group this week and one group only have stumbled across a sound that is timeless in capitals. The Canaanes all the way from Australia with four songs in their heart. 
and I'm intoxicated. Okay, uh, we got. I got another one more. Um, okay. Uh, the difficult second album. <laughs> yeah. Can, um, can you name? Are there any? There must be some classic. Well, the the in, in my. Oh. Violent Femmes, every single, they had the difficult every other album, I reckon. Can you name another Violent Femmes album after their first one? Well, um, the, 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 the most um, well written about is probably the um, Stone Roses, uh, The Second mm. Coming, which ended up uh, coming out, whatever it was, about 10 years after. Um, well, that's difficult. Stone Roses album. Yeah, well, they did get to. They did get paid a decade's worth of lots of money um, to basically fuck around. So, it's, yeah. It's the wall. Um, yeah. Difficult. Coldplay. Yeah. Coldplay have definitely got oh. the def- difficult second album. Yeah. yeah. And first. Well, that's it. It's hard to sing about limousines and hookers as opposed <laughs> to real life. Um, okay. And there, there was one that... Um, I had for the surf and this is this this is maybe a way to sign out because uh this is what I'll be telling you hopefully okay. not tomorrow um the day after the surf is shit yep alright it's shit <clears throat> alright I think on that note on I that think note. we should um go to Malibu okay see you there I, I heard it was better last <laughs> millennium we had a bigger boat you. Uh, see ya. See you. Uh, see you out in the water. Yo. Honey, money, come on. It's time to put the diamonds on. In the bathroom, on the plane, on the bus, and on the train. I'll write your name. Yeah.